Hello and welcome to episode 27 of the Critical Twits podcast. This week we're going to be doing a quick preview event of the UK Games Expo held in Birmingham. Welcome back. I'm Aaron Ravinsky. I'm Brian Ennis. So yes, today we're going to be talking about the UK Games Expo, which is being held in Birmingham, um, especially as we now have shiny, shiny press passes. Very shiny press passes. Um, so shiny, they dazzle us with uh, all their gleaming insider information and white privilege. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so yes, welcome to our sellout episode. Um, yes. But yeah, but the UK Games Expo then. Uh, probably give you a bit of background on it would help so you know what it is because it's going to be about a week after we put this podcast out it's been held over the weekend of the 3rd to the 5th of June um, in Birmingham at the NEC in Hall 1 this year which it used to be held in an actual Hilton hotel yeah so I don't know whether that's an upgrade or not because it's got more room but it's now not got the Hilton attached to it yeah I mean there's still bits in the Hilton but they've got a hall attached as well yeah Yeah. so it's, it's become quite a large thing and it's been running for 10 years now it's actually in its 10th year um, and yeah, it's huge. It's grown every single year, um, and it covers pretty much any aspects of hobby gaming you can think of. So we talk about board games, war gaming, tabletop RPGs. They do a few role playing sessions and things over the thing. Um, and yeah, we went last year and really enjoyed it. It was an amazing weekend. If there's any tickets available, which we won't know obviously until it happens, but we presume there's normally a few day passes available. Yeah, definitely have a look. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we're going to be there. So obviously you want to get a ticket, come and speak to us. Yes. Um, we will be, barring more courier mishaps, uh, easily identifiable by our Critical Twits uh, gaming... Uh, our Critical Twits t-shirts. Yes. Which have still yet to arrive. We yes. Think we... they've, they're, they're so highly desirable that they've been kidnapped. Yes, yeah. Can, so... can you kidnap a t-shirt? Stolen. Stolen, Stolen for inanimate yeah, yeah, objects. Yeah. Yes. I suppose it depends if they put it on a child and then take the child away. That would be kidnapping then. Why is there always a child in your sad stories, Aaron? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, um, so we'll be there. Um, We will be tweeting throughout the day. Um, We will be interviewing anyone who will talk to us. We'll be playing as many games as we possibly can um, and stealing as many free things as we can as well. Yay, Mm, goodies. Free things. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so, yeah, we went last year. Yes. um, And I had an absolutely amazing time. Yes, same here. Which, I am not the kind of person, or I didn't think I was the kind of person, to go to an event like this, to a convention. Yeah, yeah. I... When you think of me, Aaron, do you think of me as being massively sociable and eager to surround myself with strangers who I don't know? Uh, no. If you want a <laughs> reference, listen to our Dice Masters podcast. <laughs> Where I spent the entire time going, I don't want to play other people. Don't want to play competitively. Don't want to have to talk to someone to trade some cards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, no, yeah. And I'm the same, to be honest. You know, large crowds of people and just stalls of stuff wouldn't necessarily entice me I wouldn't have thought no but there's loads of things going on there there isn't just people demoing the latest games they've got there which that is an awesome thing they do they do demo games so you can actually go and actually have a go and a play on a yep. lot of stuff and you'll get led through and guided by somebody who normally the creators actually which is very nice always yes. like having been able to talk to the person who created it um, yeah. I mean we'd done Dragon Meat the year before yeah which is a day yeah and this was like we I kind of wanted to go 
kind of didn't want to go and then everyone else wanted to go when I mentioned it yeah that's so why I went and I, as I said I had a great time yeah I bought far too much stuff yeah as did our f- uh, friend of podcast Rob yes um, who actually pretty much gave himself a hernia trying to carry his stuff <laughs> uh, just up the stairs back to his uh, back to his flat after the uh, yeah. after the event and that was after because they do um, drop and buy stuff where you can bring things to sort of swap meet type stuff but they'll hold your stuff to one yeah. side for you to pick up at the end of the day so he hadn't had to carry it around all day and he still struggled yes yeah um yeah, I mean, as you said, it's a mixture of sort of previews, shops, and gaming-based events. Yes. Um, all sorts of stuff. Um, yeah, should we should we dive straight into what we're looking forward to then? Yeah, um, that makes sense. You're, you're talking about new things, so I'm going to start with a brand new thing. Yeah. It's sort of brand new. Um, a couple of years ago, Chaosium, the American role-playing game company. Yeah. Kickstarted the seventh edition of Call of Cthulhu. Oh yes. Yeah. Now, in the ensuing two years, I think it's two years, maybe be three. Ooh, I think yes. it's two. In that time, they have undergone a management change. Yeah. Uh, they have had all sorts of difficulties related to fulfilling that particular uh, Kickstarter. But finally, the company appears to be in good health. Yay! And for the first time to buy at retail, Kickstarter backers have now had their shiny games and all their shiny new things. Awesome. Um, the books will be available. I've, I've talked to them, yeah. sent them an email, had a chat. Um, I'm going to try and grab some time to interview and yeah. talk to uh, some of their people while we're there. We should yeah. be good, good fun. Um, but yeah, the books are actually available. And I'm very, very excited. Yeah. Yes. Um I'm a big Call of Cthulhu fan. Yes. Yeah. We the very first campaign, very first role play game campaign beyond like a one shot thing yeah. that I ever played with Aaron was a game of Call of Cthulhu. It was, yeah, actually. I thoroughly enjoyed that. That was a interesting aspect of role playing I hadn't really been down before. Yeah, sort of horror. Yeah. I mean, for those not familiar, very very briefly, Call of Cthulhu is the horror role play game, yeah. basically. Um, based on H.P. Lovecraft, hence the Call of Cthulhu, yeah. named after one of his stories. And we played a Victorian set. No, we didn't. No, we played a modern, modern day setting. We played a modern day setting. I used some elements of a Victorian setting that I used before and advanced the timeline 120 years. Yes. Yeah. That's why I got confused. <laughs> yeah, modern day, modern day setting. And we used, in that... Aaron probably won't remember this, but we used the quick start seventh edition rules that they had released at the time as part of the as one of the oh, stretch goals for the Kickstarter. I vaguely remember it being brought up. Obviously, I had no concept of what that was at the time yeah. because it was very new to me. But yeah, I vaguely yeah. remember it. Now, Chaosium are never the kind of people to revolutionise between editions, mm. but what they do is they update, they modernise, they smooth, they streamline, and they did quite a few things in there that made the game a lot easier to get on with and a lot less looking at really weird abstract tables and such like they used a luck statistic that i really i really quite liked uh because sometimes when you're running a a role-playing game you're like it'd be really mean if this happened but it could be funny and then you've got to decide i don't like making decisions (laughs) so as a dm i would say make a luck roll yeah and get the players in. If they roll badly, well, that's their fault. 
<laughs> it means we don't maul you at the end of the evening, actually. Yeah, no, it's yeah. nice. Not it's not idea. me picking on you, it's just what the dice said. Yeah. And it's actually, it's just a cover for my psychopathic desire to crush your characters. <laughs> um, there are lots of little little things that they've done. The books look really nice. Yeah. Um, yes. And so the first thing I will do that morning is make a beeline, in the, on the first morning, is make a beeline straight for their stall and buy up new Call of Cthulhu. Yeah. Uh, very excited. Cool. Uh, and I'm really glad that they're still going. I know they've had their, their problems, um, and I hope that everybody managed to get what they wanted, which yeah. I think they have fulfilled <coughs> everything. Do you know what the problem was? This may not make it in, but it might be interesting. No, it's interesting. Um, they didn't factor in postage. Really? Yeah. So simple as that. So they were, they were posting like 10 kilogram boxes of books to Japan and they charge people like $6 postage whereas the actual postage was more than the person's actual pledge amount yeah and that got them into serious trouble yeah um, well it seems to be from what they've uh, what they've said one of the, the main sort of factors yeah I can imagine so actually because yeah, but what's really good is the company the company was sort of founded and the game was was originally designed by Sandy Peterson hmm don't know if you you've heard of Sandy Peterson. Name rings a bell. But I don't know. He's right. kind of the granddaddy of Call of uh, Call of Cthulhu. Yeah, I've got an image of him with like te- a tentacle face, sat <laughs> in sort of under underwater throne, um, <laughs> rolling oddly shaped dice into people's minds. Um, <laughs> he is now back as part of the team. It was his lot that came in, yeah. and took over and. Uh, restarted the company essentially. Yeah. Uh, and I like a lot of the things that they've been doing, and a lot of things sound very positive. So I'll be looking forward to talking to them. Yeah. Um, and it's been 10 years, just over 10 years, I think it's 2004, 2005, that for the last edition, for sixth edition. So, us so it's probably going to be the biggest update that the game's had in a in a long time. Yeah. Cool. I've got to look forward to that then. Yes. So try, let's try it out. Yeah. Yeah, well, maybe some demo games going on. I don't yes. know if they've got demo games going on. I know they're selling me things. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, definitely looking forward to uh, to to checking out the Chaosium stand. Yeah, and buying shiny things. Yeah, I think I'm just looking at my a lot of mine hinge around buying shiny things. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I may become the magpie of the podcast. Aaron, what have you uh, been looking forward to? Let's have a look. I'm going to mention a game that I've just seen come up on the news thing today. Okay, cool. Well, I don't think it was today. Cutting edge, edge up to date news. Breaking. We interrupt this transmission. <laughs> but there's a new card game type one that's coming out on a day called Game of Blame, which I'm quite looking forward to. Game of Blame. Game of Blame. Oh, I like that. Yes. Um, essentially, you are all playing uh, various advisors to a queen. Okay. Uh, you know, the, the war correspondent, the politics guy. Yeah. Um, and the Queen is pissed off. Okay. You've all fucked up royally. Ha <laughs> <laughs> A pun, Aaron. Yay! The first <laughs> podcast pun of the day, and it wasn't me. <laughs> um, and you are essentially trying to pass the buck. So you're trying to get the others executed. You're trying to... <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. So you're trying to... <laughs> Either point the figure at somebody else as being the one most responsible stake, or change your job. So well, I couldn't be responsible for that. I don't do that. That kind of thing. Okay, um, cool. Apparently, it's based on cheat. It's like another card game. Yeah, uh, yeah. I've heard but, of cheat. Yeah, but... I don't know it well enough to pass any judgments on whether that's a good yeah. thing or not. But 
the read up and the setup on the, on the box and everything. Oh, well, I saw on the website. It reminded me very much of series two of Blackadder. Okay. Um, yeah. So you know, Melchi and the Blackadder arguments type thing. I feel is suing, and I feel that'd be quite a nice thing for us as a group to uh, have a simulated argument. Yeah, I feel like we need that occasionally. I feel like there's <laughs> there's sometimes sometimes probably a, a role play group thing or a gaming group thing. Yeah, because you're all there to have fun. You don't want to be the person to to ruin the fun. No. So sometimes grievances don't get aired. And yes. it's nice to sometimes have a little bit of an argument that's a game and a bit of fun. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's a pre-Kickstarter thing, so they're, they're opening the Kickstarter for it later this month to expand okay. on it a bit. Um, so, so we'll be able to go and have a go? Yeah, get a go, have a go. Uh, I think it's like an early release type thing. Yeah. I'm not sure what the Kickstarter's going to be for expanding on it at all. This but. is the thing, actually, just, just to, to go off on a bit of a, a tangent, but hopefully a good tangent. Yeah, yeah. There's not that many opportunities to try new games without buying stuff. Not at all. Um, I'm really liking this proliferation of board game cafes. Yes, they're be- lovely. Because that sounds absolutely awesome. I've not actually managed to get to a board game cafe. I know you visited a couple. Oh, I've, yeah, I visited one of the ones in London. I went yeah. down for my birthday and had a go, in which I played Suburbia, which I just picked up because my wife absolutely loved that and really enjoyed yeah. the game. Theming-wise, didn't appeal to me in the slightest. That sounds really dull, theming-wise. Yeah. You build a, su- a suburb. Yeah. yeah. But playing the game, there's lovely little mechanics in it. It's very yeah. satisfying building things up and putting things in the yeah. right places and stuff. Um, but I wouldn't have ever given that a go anywhere else. Yeah. Managed to play the... But you got to try it without investing. Yes. And therefore, we went, oh, actually, this is much better than I yeah. anticipated. And... and that's one of the things I like about these big events. Yeah. You can go, oh... Don't know about that. Can you show us how it works? And quite often there's, you know, there'll be stores, there'll be things, there'll be people that take you through games. At Dragon Meat, I bought a load of Guild Ball because we actually finally played a game of it. Yes. Because they were normally too busy in the other events and that's nothing against them at all. No. That's, they're victims of their own success in that case. Yeah. Um, so we managed to grab them and, and have a game and the moment I played a game, I was like, oh, this is great. I want it. I bought it. Yeah. Because I have no willpower. Yeah. <laughs> That does bring me on to something else. Yes. Um, the board game cafe that they've got there. Yes. That is a, such a brilliant setup. Yes, we, we availed ourselves of the board game cafe last time. Yeah. Uh, we played Forbidden Island. Yeah, Forbidden Island. Did we play anything? We played something else, but there was many beer. Yes, there was, yeah. <laughs> many beer. <laughs> Uh, so we, we played a, a couple games there and they had a hall and you basically could rent a game for a £10 deposit. You got to walk away with the game, yep. go and play it, took it back, got your deposit back or a different game. Yeah. Absolutely awesome. So yeah. it was like having a board game cafe there. Yeah. And you could just try stuff. Yeah. I've heard about this. I've never played it. Give yeah. it a go. And it's the kind of thing that you end up, you play, my tip would be, don't just buy everything that you like straight away because I, I ended up running out of money. Um, yeah. But, you know, going round, especially if you like us, because we're going to be there for the full three days because we're hardcore. Yeah. Pro competitive gaming. No. <laughs> Wrong YouTube channel. Um, <laughs> we, um, yeah, you can play things, you can see what they're like before you put your money down. Yeah. For me, I mean, a board game, a, a big box board game, £40. Yeah, it's about. Is 
it's the kind of thing I can impulse buy once a month, twice a month. Yeah. It's not the kind of thing I can just impulse buy as and when. No. Um, so being able to play things beforehand and really going, oh, you know, am I going to like this? Am I not? Yeah. It's good. And actually trying new things, you can come out with games like Suburbia that you were like, that looks dull. Yeah. But I'll give it a go. Oh my God, it's really good. Yeah. He didn't bring it round for me to play. I didn't know because I haven't got it yet. I'm really sad. Still waiting. Lies, but, subterfuge, um, <laughs> excuses. Um, the other thing I really like about that uh, system is that quite often, uh, especially with some of the bigger board games, they need a lot of people, and you might not have a lot of you with there. Especially as you yes. could be all wandering around during the course of the day. Some of you might split off and go somewhere else. Mm. They can give you a little flag you could put on your table to basically symbolise you need extra players to come join your game. So you can pick yep. up a big game, put a flag down, and a random person go, do you mind if I join in? And you've got a game. Yep. You've got to get to meet somebody new. And they, people there tend to be lovely. They want to play the game as yeah. you do. Going back to my misanthropy yeah. uh, from every other episode, <laughs> um, because we're all there, we've all got something in ho- in common. Yeah, we have. We're all there to have fun. We've all spent money to get there and be there and such like so they're all kind of invested in having a good time and therefore all the random people that i talked to all the um we played a role play game with someone we'd never met before yeah uh we chatted to all sorts of people we walked to the event talking to people because they were walking the same way as us from our hotel that was on the other side of the giant car park yeah so it was like having a traipse through some kind of end of the world scenario yes yeah yeah i mean we were walking through and it was completely empty and and we were like is this event actually happening and what what our hotel was on the opposite side of the nec and the nec is like acres and acres of space it's enormous and we were walking along and we just, there were there were 30 people, just like we. Yes. Um, men, women, children, all of a slightly nerdy persuasion. I felt <laughs> very much at home with them straight away. And, and they're all stood at a bus stop, but there were no buses. No. Um... And they were kind of looking around and we walked, we walked past them. Pretending to be confident. Yeah, because I was like, well, there's no buses. We'll just keep going. And we didn't want to ask them. And then they followed us. <laughs> and we had a procession of people. Um, and we, we went down sort of a dead end. And some of them ran up and went, do you know where you're going? And we went, no. <laughs> and they were like, everyone followed you. We thought we knew where you're going. And we're like, well, you followed us. So we thought we were going in the right direction because <laughs> yeah. you were following us. Um, so, yeah, good times. Good times. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it's, it's nice to actually sort of mix and meet people. Yeah. And if any of you are at the event and wish to meet up, play a game. Yes. Uh, if you would like to have a chat, if you would like Aaron to sign your buttocks with a Sharpie pen. Sure. I, I don't know why you'd want that, because you wouldn't be able to see the signature. No? No. Well, you have a very small signature. No, oh, it's, it's, it's a bit... It's like somebody's just wiggling their buttocks, really, okay. rather. You could sign your face? Well, you need yeah. a mirror still, wouldn't you? Yeah, well, at least you could see that full on. If you mirror. want any of your body parts signing by Aaron... Um, <laughs> or just then... a normal book, like most people would do. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah... Um, all joking aside, we, we will we'll happily meet up, yeah. play games, uh, and drink beer with uh, with anyone that we that we come across. Yeah, definitely sounds fun. Yeah, um, yeah, that was a big tangent from the thirsty meeples. Uh, yeah, board game yeah, thirsty meeples with yeah. the people running the board game cafe. It leans if there's a tangent on one of the things that we do like about this expo because it's it was a lovely, friendly atmosphere. We went. There was nothing. Yes. I have been to. Uh, other conventions before where it's been a bit overcrowded people have been a bit on edge or tired and it's been a bit 
weird at times. I never got that at all throughout that whole weekend. I got grumpy and tired on the third day, but that's because I'm quite a grumpy person. Yeah. But then we showed up. <laughs> the thing that's lit- that actually t- moves on to the thing that I Oh, want to talk this about. is so smooth. Yes. This is like a, a, a freshly shaved pod, waxed podcast. Yes. So, <laughs> that was weird. <laughs> Why am I talking? Um, yeah. So, on the third day, where this is happening every day over this convention, mm. we went to see John Robertson's The Dark Room. Yes. Now, it's Dark Room 2.0 this year, but yeah. we should probably tell you what The Dark Room actually is. Aaron's looking at me like he wants me to... T- no, I'll happily go into it. Caress the baton of speakiness. Yes. <laughs> Plus um, one. Yes, so The Dark Room is a kind of stand-up comedy slash game um, that John Robinson has created and performs at. Um, it is based on the old 1980s text adventures. Ah, yes. Games that hated your grammar and hated you. Yes. Um Known for their their pickiness, yes, uh, especially with verbs. Yeah, <laughs> I do not know how to pick up. I do not know how to get. Ah, collect the item. Yes, well done. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Um, and their ability for you to get either trapped in loops or to die horribly. Yes, yeah. Very pedantic uh, games. Yeah. Loved me a text adventure as a child. Yeah, I had a Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy text adventure. You can get that on the BBC still, which I played. At such a young age, I hadn't even read The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy yeah. or seen any of the TV show or anything. And that's what got me into The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yep. If, Aaron, if you look across to your left, you'll be able to see, see. my Hitchhiker's Guide to the, the Galaxy collection. fairly well thumbed yep. and slightly battered. That's my second collection because the first lot died because I read them too much. Yeah, I was on And I got brain. into them because of a text adventure. Yeah. And that text adventure was the epitome of horribleness to you. If yes. you made a single mistake two hours ago... You've lost the game. Yeah, you haven't picked up the towel, therefore yeah. you will die later on. Did you? Did you uh, help the dog uh, with the with the alien craft? No. Well, the aliens are going to take it back and take revenge on you then. Yeah, yeah. You could essentially die in the very first with your very first command. Yes. If you lie down in front of the bulldozers, they run you over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that is massively been embraced by John Robertson. He yes. Just. He's a very funny man. He, yeah, incredibly funny. And sorry, no, go on. The the way it works is um, he turns out all the lights. Yeah. He has a helmet rig and his face lights up. Yeah. And it's a big board with some color coded options. Yeah. Picks one of the uh, one of the people to to play, and there is a prize if you can complete the dark room. There's a cash prize. Yes. Quite a hefty cash prize yeah. in actual fact. Yeah. Um, and apparently only I think. Two people have completed it. The original Dark Room is also available as a YouTube game. Yes. Uh, we'll try and remember to pop a link yeah. in so you can give it a try for yourself. But with Dark Room 2.0, presumably things have changed. Yeah. He's moved stuff about and, and updated it a bit. As fun as the YouTube game is, and it is very fun, there is an element missing from it, which is... The improvisation yeah. and the jokes. I mean, there's jokes in the the thing. Yes. I actually watched a really good version of it as well. And this is the thing: is that I spent an hour watching him perform it. I've played the game. Yeah. I have used the game as a teaching aid. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. Um, when we were talking, I can't remember what we were talking about, but it fit at the time. Yeah. Um, and I then watched him Twitch stream it. As well, yeah, yeah. He's done. A, he's done a Twitch stream, and it was people voting in Twitch. Okay, and yeah. then the hive mind won. 
So ah. whoever, whoever, whatever got the most votes, yeah, um, would go um, and uh, do it. But he was, um, yeah, he's got quite an acerbic kind of style, yes. kind of mean games master kind of style, incredibly so. And what I thought was great is that the dark room. So how does each um, each participant go? Got work in the dark room. What does he say at the start? Um, well, you awake to find yourself yeah. in a dark room, <laughs> and by sort of the the second or third go, everyone in the audience knows his responses. Yeah. But it's not boring because people join in. Yes, and he's encouraging kind of that participation. Yeah. It is dark. It's horrible. It's quite surreal and silly in places. Yeah. It's got some very silly humour and some very silly. Um, puns. puns and yeah. such like so two of the options are check pockets yeah so with a c h and yeah. one is check pockets c z yes <laughs> check pockets your pockets were made in czechoslovakia <laughs> <laughs> this has no relevance to the game or yeah. whatever it is he says um yeah. yeah really funny really quite dark yeah um and it was a great great time and he knows his games yes he does yeah he knows his audience there are gamers yeah He's telling jokes for us. Yeah. Um, in a way that uh, I'm frankly quite jealous of. Yeah. Um, but funny, he's got a stand-up show on YouTube where he does the dark room and some stand-up and show bits. That I actually showed that to uh, my family. He sort of, sort of said to my dad sort of thing. So yeah, yeah. He can't go see it, unfortunately. Um, my mum came in the room and was watching it and was laughing along throughout the whole thing. Yes. So even if you're not massively into games, there's a lot of gaming in-jokes and stuff in there, but he's also funny enough that even if you're not, mm. not that kind of reclined, you'll still find it very funny. Yeah. I actually, I, I was hurting from laughter. Yes. Um, yeah. You need to, you can book your tickets in advance. When you, when you book your tickets for the Game Expo, you can actually book your event tickets in advance. So yeah. we have booked our tickets for Sunday afternoon or Saturday afternoon. Sunday? I Sunday, you, I think. I think we did Sunday, yeah, because it it's nice... It's like different end. at the end of the... Yeah. When you're tired and you need a rest, it's a, it's a good way of getting your energy back. It's like, like Brian said, we're all kind of exhausted by the end of it. We've obviously been drinking and stuff like that. Yeah. So we're... Two of our group had fallen out. Yes. Well, <laughs> one had fallen ill, one had exploded. Yes. Um, <laughs> um, and then we were incredibly refreshed and ready to carry on yeah. when we came out because it was Absolutely. just a, a, a great thing to do yeah. um, yes uh, well worth seeing he does tour and stuff as well so if you can't see him at the game expo you can still see him elsewhere yes and well um, worth it is but there was a, a great sort of party atmosphere <clears throat> to yeah. the whole thing it was uh, great fun almost be worth like you, it's the kind of thing you could go and see more than once if you were so inclined yeah because he's spinning off the audience's reactions yeah people can go in all sorts of different directions I mean there'll be the same sort of typical mistakes that people make at the beginning yeah because the more obvious routes turn out not to be yeah but you can still sit there and still have fun yeah yeah cool so yeah that was dark room 2.0 yeah one thing as well i'm looking forward to seeing is the is being able to have a play test of the dark souls board game oh yeah now, I forgot that was there regular podcast listeners Twitter army. Do you remember when I tried to make that a thing and yeah. YouTube wouldn't let me? No. 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 Um, friends of podcast. Friend, friends of podcast. <laughs> friend. friend. Hello, friend. Um, maybe not. That's a bit weird. <laughs> now, we'll know, people who listen regularly will know that we are all big Dark Souls fans. Yes. Apart from Aaron, who's a small Dark Souls fan, but he really, really likes it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um... They've just kick-started what is the biggest 
board game ever on Kickstarter. Um, so it's the most money they've ever taken for yeah. a kind of board game thing on Kickstarter. Broke all sorts of records. I think they ended up with three and a half million pounds. So what's that in American dollar monies? Over five million dollar monies? Five million, yeah. Mm, that's a lot of dollar monies. Yes. Mm. <laughs> they will be demoing the game. Cool. They will be there to talk to. They, the company doing that is the same company that does Guild Ball. Yes. It's the same company, Steamforge Games. Yeah. And I had, they launched Guild Ball as a Kickstarter yeah. and have gone from strength to strength, yeah. uh, releasing extra things, extra bits and pieces. Mm-hmm. And they're on to sort of their season two pack with they, campaign mode and all sorts of stuff. Yeah. They have, they, they've done it. I, I trust them to deliver. Yes. Yeah, they I understand. I wouldn't give a random person 80 of my earth pounds. No. 88 of my earth pounds, including postage. That's, that's that's a lot of dollar pounds. It is a lot of dollar money, isn't it? It is a lot of dollar. That would be stock dollar, $150 monies, roughly. Yeah. 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 This is great for America. If you yeah. I'm, I'm so glad we're reaching out to our transatlantic brethren. Ancestren. Is that a word? Might be now. Yeah, it's a word. I made a new word up. Cool. I'm like, I'm like motherfucking Shakespeare. Ooh. <laughs> That's why I'm not a rapper, Aaron. <laughs> um, really looking forward to having a go at it, seeing it in action, seeing the pieces. The models look amazing. Yep. The everything looks amazing, and the the demo videos and such like are all all look very very good. Like they really they mm. really tried to capture that Dark Souls feel. Yeah. The one thing that people were going on and on about was everything was designed to be kind of you'd play a level and that was your game. Yeah. So you'd have a mini boss a boss and the potential for an invader in a deck of encounter cards. Yeah. And that would be, and you play that, that'd be your game. It would take you a few hours and you're done. And people are saying, but we want to play the whole thing. We want to do everything. We want a campaign. And the very last Kickstarter thing that they unlocked was a campaign mode. Oh, nice. So they're going to put a campaign mode in the box. Now I think it's worth checking out because with things like backer kit and Kickstarter itself, occasionally, for a period of time you can still back yes. afterwards and when I checked on the website last I mean it only completed would be just over it would be a week prior to this coming out yeah so a couple of days ago for us in real time it had an option to back late I don't know if that will still be there by the time it comes around yeah um, but the amount of stuff that's coming in the box is ridiculous yeah um, yeah what they've, they've done is is you've got the core game and then they will release expansion sets and the Kickstarter goals were unlocking models and board tiles and boxes and things from the expansion sets. Yeah. They reckon there's over $200, so 200 pounds, so yeah. $300 monies um, <laughs> worth of stuff in the box for 80 pounds plus PMP. So it's well worth if you if you want it, try yeah. and get in on it now. You'll save yourself money. Won't be out till early next year, but you'll save yourself money in the uh, in the long term. And that's the kind of thing I can see us t- having a campaign of. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, Aaron's very excited. I am actually. I really look forward to that. <clears throat> I'm looking forward to giving that a try. Am I the only one of us that backed it? Yeah. Am uh, I the only one of us with a job or something? Actually. Yeah. Apart from Rob. Well, technically, this is my job. <laughs> 
You poor bastard. <laughs> I've seen how many flumps we earn. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, so looking forward to the Dark Souls board game, having a go, having yep. a look, having a lick of the things when no one's looking. Yeah. Just gently nibbling on the corners of the uh, Iron Keep. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's potential, I suppose. You get frustrated. I was going to chew the board. Well, I was going to say the dark root basin, but it sounded a bit sexual. <laughs> you don't want to chew someone's dark root no, basin, do you? No. no. <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> this is why I'm not allowed to talk normally. Um, yeah, that kind of leads on to the other thing I'm looking forward to doing. Yep. Um, is actually joining in on um, another little mini RPG campaign. Okay. Because uh, we did it last time we were there. Yeah, but, uh, an adventure rather than a an adventure. Campaign. Yeah, not yeah. A campaign, yeah. Wrong. We don't word good. Do apologise. That's right. That's right. Um, yes. Yeah. Having a little mini adventure because it's not. It's very often that when obviously we're playing a game, one of us has to be the DM or GM or whatever yeah. you want to call it. We never get to all play together. No. Or be players in the same game. No. Uh, Fiasco is probably the only one where that does happen. But yes, it's, we're not. It's not to the taste of everyone in the group. No. No. Whereas. An actual system is. And it's nice to try something where we didn't. I can't remember the name of the one we tried last we year. We played Numenera. Numenera, that was the one. We gave that a quick go. Yeah. Um, so, again, it's a nice chance to give a new system a quick run through and things like that. Yeah. It's obviously dependent on the skill of the person who's DMing because they're all volunteers who tend to run these games. They do get a bit of a kickback. Yeah, depending on how much in. they do, they get free tickets or they get some food or I don't know. Groupies, massages. Yeah, they might do, yeah. If, if they bag a dice. <laughs> you are now a slave girl, rub my back. Um, yeah. If, if in the future, when I'm very poor, um, yeah. I would happily go and volunteer and run games all weekend to be able to go. It'd be yeah. quite nice. Quite yeah. fun. Yeah. yeah, no, I quite enjoyed doing that last time. Again, it was a nice way to meet somebody else. Yeah, I think it to... cost us like £2 each yeah, for was... a four hour game yeah. on a Saturday afternoon. It was good. We allowed us all to sit down and join in and play a game together again. Like yeah. I said, it's very rare that we actually get to do that. Yeah. I quite enjoyed it. Yeah, it was uh, it was fun. Then they have all sorts of games. Again, you can book them in advance. Yeah, that little sign-up sheet at the entrance. Yeah, year. and you can book them online as well if there's things mm. that you can see. Um, one that we might have a look at if there's spaces. Yeah. Pathfinder, uh, who took over D&D when D&D went rubbish for 4th edition. Yeah. Uh, so... It's essentially it's, it's what I consider Dungeons and Dragons now. Yeah. Fifth edition has sat on my shelves, growing, gathering dust for quite some time now, actually, because <laughs> I just can't be bothered. <laughs> Incisive journalism. Um, yeah, Paizo Publishing have a new sort of campaign arc, so they're open games, they're open campaigns uh, that they're running. They ha- are doing the Blight. Ooh which has uh, a warning on it on the Board Game Expo, not suitable for young people. Oh, I was say, because they're quite family-friendly for the most part. So Yes, this is sort of no under 14, so I doubt it's going to be super sexy or super gory, but no. with a bit of an edge. They've kind of gone embracing kind of a darker uh, campaign arc for that, and the first game in that campaign is available for people to play. Well, that'd be quite cool. So that might be good. We might try and get ourselves um, going on that. I yeah. That could be uh, that could be quite fun. Yeah. Um, it's not just role-play games that you can join in. Oh, no. There course. are all sorts of tournaments. Yeah. From Netrunner to Ticket to Ride. I wanted to oh, say yeah. Just Trains. <laughs> and a uh, friend of podcast, uh, Joe, 
will be doing the Dice Masters tournament. He will indeed. And next week, we're going to get him back on and we're going to talk to him about his preparations and we're going to play a whole bunch of Dice Masters in the next week to um, give him a hand, to train him up. One of the things that I saw that looked quite fun is a 100-player game of Settlers of Catan. Really? Yeah. <laughs> now, they've done these uh, other uh, gaming expos. The Board Game Expo, I think, was ten. there were 15,000 entries. Yeah. So 15,000 attendances with 10,000 unique people. So 5,000 of those or whatever went for more than one day kind of thing. Yeah. Is that making sense? Yes. Yeah. Cool. I worded well. Yay. Good wording. <laughs> um They've done these with like a thousand people at once at these at Essen and, and yeah. the really, really big game things. This is like a play, not play test, a sort of run through in preparation for next year having an even bigger game, but it looks to be about a hundred people. Yeah. All playing at once. So those of you who don't know, Settlers of Catan is a passive aggressive game for <laughs> arseholes. <laughs> oh my God. I genuinely, it, it's, it, it's quite cuddly. It features yeah. Amish-looking people colonising an island, yeah. building roads and settlements, and trading goods between the players. And everything's kind of pastel-coloured and quite nice. Yeah. And everyone plays for the entire game. It's very Euro-gamery yeah. in that way. Um, so the European style of board game where everyone plays for every turn. You don't necessarily know that you're losing massively or someone's massively ahead. Yeah. Because uh, it your score system you can see who's winning but it could be hidden scores there's some well. hidden scores until you reveal and say i have won the game so everyone in theory is involved all the way through yeah a lot of the game is based around talking to people you can't you can mess with people and there's some light kind of conflict where when you roll for resources so you have a an island made of hexes you roll some dice and whatever the number is so you say you roll a, an eight all the, all the hexes with an eight on generate resources. And it yeah. could be wood or sheep or Brick. bricks or rocks, which I think is meant to be all, but we call rocks. Yeah. Uh, you've got all these... Wood. Wood. Yeah. Mm, wood. You can... If you roll a seven, there is a robber. You can put him on a hex and that hex doesn't work anymore yeah. until he moves. And you can steal something off of them. Yeah. But in order to be successful, you have to trade goods. It's yeah. very hard to corner the market in something or to be able to get everything need to win and the game kind of has stages where early on you're looking for certain resources later on you're looking for certain other resources yeah. depending on how you're playing and that kind of thing and it makes me angry <laughs> it makes me so angry um, I mean I enjoy it enough I've, I've got the the main box is four players yes yeah and there's an expansion for six and yeah. I have the expansion and we've played it with more than four people yeah but my God, <laughs> when all you need to win the game is a sheep. <laughs> Everybody knows you need that sheep. And no one will give you the sheep. No. And then someone rolls a seven and puts the robber on your only chance of getting sheep. <laughs> oh, I could cry. Yeah. <laughs> we, we've I mean, had some very angry games of Catan. I, I don't know if it's just us, though, because I play... My dad's got um, Star Trek Catan, mm. which... Mm. Um, my mum even really loves playing that. Yeah. It's a nice family game, actually. Um, even Colin's family, the other day, was actually talking about it. So it's a, it's, it is, again, Eurogame said to be very nice family games kind of thing. And it's never as aggressive with us. I mean, I don't know if it's, it's just because 
you know, we're family, so we, we keep things bottled up and don't talk to each other if we're going to cause, cause an argument. <laughs> um, or if it's just our group well, thing. Family we just... sounds sad now, Eric. <laughs> well, we're just a very passive-aggressive group. I, don't I think know if... it's because I say I'm not competitive, but the moment... I'm competitive in the moment, but I can just put the game aside. At the moment, it's finished. It doesn't matter. Yeah. But if I'm playing a game and there can be a winner, I, w- I would rather it was me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, no, it makes sense. That's why you, theoretically, why you play games, to yeah. some extent, anyway. And there's always a point in Catan that if you're racing ahead, the other players, either implicitly or sometimes explicitly, will start gagging up on you. Yeah. Um, so you'll desperately need to trade something and someone will start and then someone next to goes, no, no, don't do that. He'll make a city and, he'll, and they'll go... Oh yeah, I didn't think of that. No, or you're going. I'll trade you this for this, and you've got like, yeah, if I can get that, I can do this, and I can do this, and I'm gonna have a great turn. And then someone else says, "Oh no, trade me in my turn," and you're yeah. like, "What? No, shut up, shut up, stop it." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and it it has that kind of you can't directly just murder someone no. in the game or not, uh, but you you there is conflict there. Yeah. And it's quite subsumed. It's quite passive aggressive. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I'd enjoy that because once the game's done, the game is done. Yeah. Um, yeah. So a giant game of that where everyone's generating from the same roles. So each turn takes a set amount of time yeah. and things like that. Um, same board set up for different groups and things like that. Yeah. So not one giant map, but sort of shared Loads boards of split ones, across. Yeah. yeah. Um, and there can be a winner and there's a prize and all sorts. It, looks, it, it yeah. just looks looks different. Looks yeah. Like it could be oh, quite interesting. Awesome. Um, and the other one that I quite like the look of, uh, Christian Peterson, the designer of the Game of Thrones board game. Yeah. The one that's a bit like Risk. But better. But better with um, all sorts of things. We may, may, may actually talk about this in more detail at some point. Cause yeah. I, yeah I it think... was when I started getting back into board games it was one of the first things I got and it's one of the first things we played together as a group when yeah. we went um, oh we've not really got a role play this week like, oh I've got this we could play this yeah. kind of thing um, he, <clears throat> excuse me uh, it's a great game ha- again has a bit of that kind of passive aggressiveness yeah. but also lots of just overt aggressiveness and yes. murdering people and yeah. doing all sorts of terrible things <laughs> which is fun um, yeah. it's kind of like risk the modern version of Risk, isn't it? Yeah. Because Risk itself is fairly... It's, it's redundant now. It's too yeah. luck-based. And a, yeah, a lot of it comes down to those rolls of the dice. Yeah. Uh, I do like a game of Risk, but it's been bettered now. Yeah. Uh, sadly, for, for it. Happily for us, because we get to play the better games. Yay! Um, yeah, Christian Peterson has auctioned off spaces to play him at his own game. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> I'm not. I don't think the auction has finished yet. Yeah. Uh, and I say this in the future. Yes. I'm really tempted to put a bid in to have a go. Yeah. 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 Playing a designer at his own game just sounds awesome. It just yeah. sounds really cool because you're, you're look. You're going to see someone who obviously knows the game back to front, inside out, upside down, with its pants on its head. <laughs> um. Uh, knows all the tricks. Knows all the things. And will be an interesting person just to, to hang out with and, and yeah. play a game. It's really good kind of access to these kinds of people that's available. We said we've talked to designers of games. We've talked to people that make the games. Yeah. We talked to the people that 
Guild Ball is their game that they made up and we talked to them directly yeah. and said, what should we buy? And they went, oh, well, this or this or this. Or yeah. this. yeah, and having them argue over their, their teams that they'd kind of yeah. lent towards. And this is the, the thing. We were saying that the Ball Game Expo is growing and it yeah. is growing and it was, I think will continue to grow. I think the now people's fascination with video games being the be-all and end-all is starting to fade. Yeah. And I think people are looking at the internet which has taken a lot of people sort of socialising time I think that again is starting to fade um, either people are getting bored of it or younger generations are they're used to the internet they're used to talking to people online all the time and now they're going oh what can we do when we actually meet up face to face and they're yeah. looking for other things and I think board gaming you know there's a there's a renaissance renaissance yeah there's a there's a growth of board games kind of a a redawning of board games in that way yeah um but it's still small enough that you can go and meet these people and talk to these people and which is great yeah because they are it's it's not like it can be i've been to a video game one a game the store runs an expo every year okay for this stuff and i've gone to those not as a press but just as a person there did they make you pre-order everything they did make me queue for hours on end for absolutely everything yeah but um but the people you meet there are the um pr and marketing department yeah and they're they're excitable and they're happy about it but it's fake and you can tell they don't really know what they're talking about a lot of the time some of them do but some of them are just fakely passionate about stuff when you talk to i'm going to keep going back to the gilball guys because there are links, but it's been the same with every single one we've come across. The guy who did Aeronauts and stuff was the same. They've created yeah. this game. They're happy about it. They're excited. They just want people to have a go. If you don't walk, if you walk away and don't buy it, yeah, all right, they're probably a little bit sad, but they don't come across like, no, you played it, cool, yeah. And they've got to talk to somebody about something they've created, and that passion is lovely to see, and that whole expo is like that. Yeah, it's just lots and lots of people geeking out about the things they really, really like. Yeah. And that's good. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, um, it's, it's happy. It gives me permission to geek out about what I'm really, really into. Yeah. Because day to day, most people I meet aren't as into the things I like as me, if at all. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's it's a, a good way of, you know, just kind of getting lost in your hobby for a good a weekend. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that could be a thing. Yeah, that'd be quite cool. That's quite fun. Yeah. Uh, have you got any more? Um, we have pre-booked. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, a little event, uh, the Starship Bridge Simulator. Yes. Which I don't know about the rest of you guys. I know me and Colin are quite big Star Trek fans, and so the idea of actually being able to command a bridge of a starship is is makes me slightly happy in the pants, to be honest. I'm kind of <laughs> expecting fist fights over who gets to be the captain. Yeah, I think that is going to. Going to be the case. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't want to be the captain, to be honest. No, no. You want to be. Let me think. You want to be Scotty. You want to be the engineer. Yeah. A little yes. Bit. <laughs> yes. Um, I know you so well. <laughs> I just, prom- just, I promised myself I'd do a podcast without singing. <laughs> too late. <laughs> yeah, it's gone now. But yeah, no. I'm really looking forward to. It. I've got. I don't actually know what's going to happen there. A hundred percent. No, I. There's no. Not much of the way of lead through. What's. I, I saw it on the events page. Yeah. Read a little blurb that says you will be taking on roles in a in a compute in a 
sort of set. Yeah. It was under the LARP activities, the live action role playing yes, activities. Which I've never done anything like that before. Again, it's another reason why I'm quite yeah. excited. Um, so I'm expecting a decked out yeah. thing with some computer terminals. Buttons. Yeah, Lighty it's buttons. based on a game. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't really want to know too much about it. No, same here. And that looks really, really fun. Now, that was selling out really, really quickly. But yeah. what happens is if people realise they can't make things, they can return their tickets and there is a bit where you can go and say, oh, what what's on today? And they can give you either things they didn't release the tickets for, new things, or things where people have sold the, the tickets back. Yes. Uh, yeah. To make sure there's always space. It's always worth like things like the dark room, for instance. Yeah. Um, Again, was selling was selling really well um, a couple of weeks ago, but there's no reason why you couldn't get in on it. No, you might not quite get the time you want, but exactly. But you still be able to go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I like that. I like that they've gone. Okay, yeah, we can make sure the things are full, but also if people change their mind or whatever, they've got options. Then yeah, rather than just not turning up, they're like, well, I can get my money back, and then they've got someone else can go. Yeah. So I like that because you don't want events that aren't running or, or that. Kind no, because it it makes the people running them sad if nothing else. Like, yes. Yeah. No. Yeah. So really looking forward to that. That'll be quite interesting. Cool. Yeah. So really looking forward to doing the Starship Simulator. Yes. Uh, Starship Bridge Simulator. Yes, it is. Yeah. If we have to go in and actually play bridge, I'm <laughs> slightly disappointed. <laughs> Old retired captains of starships. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anything else, Aaron? Uh, well, no, I think that's the last major thing. There are lots of things. I'm yeah, there's, to, but. there's loads of other things. I'm quite looking forward to seeing every convention I go to recently. Because I, I, this sort of kicked me off on going. The very first convention I went to was actually a writing convention for my writing things. Oh, yeah. And I kind of fluttered my eyelashes at Aaron until he took me. Yes. Which um, I'm glad because yeah. I made new friends there. It was a nice convention. Yeah, which is Edge Lit. Yeah. Which is a writer's convention in Derby. And the first time we went, there's a man called Jonathan Green who yes. writes adventure. He writes all sorts of stories um, and writes adventure game books yep. as well. And we went to Dragon Meat. Yeah. And there was Jonathan Green. Yeah. We went to the Board Game Expo. Was he there? Yes, he was. Yeah. We then went to Edge Lit. Yeah. And he was there. Yeah. We then went to Sledge Lit. Yeah. And I'm sure he was there he as was well. As well, yeah. Everywhere I go, this man is, and I have bought most of the things that he has to sell. So <laughs> yeah. he might have something new. But he's an absolutely lovely guy. Yeah, he is. And he's he is so really. knowledgeable about game books. Yeah. And I was the kind of kid that grew up in that late eighties, early nineties, maybe a little bit late, but kind of the heyday of the adventure game book, the advanced Fight, uh, fighting fantasy games yeah. advanced fighting fantasy all that kind of stuff um, and he's written a big coffee table style book on the history yeah. of uh, fighting fantasy which I bought from him and he signed thank you Jonathan <laughs> uh, you're very kind because um, we got him right at the end of the day when he was trying to leave yes. at Edgelit and he was absolutely lovely about the fact that we couldn't plan our lives no, yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm looking forward to maybe seeing what he's got to, to offer. He has a new game book out called Alice's Nightmare. Yeah, I'm which actually... Which is a Alice in Wonderland game book. I might actually pick that up if he's... Yeah, there. I, um, I, I'll happily have a, cause... a copy of that. Because it's... I don't want to play a Swords and Sorcery game book anymore. I played 40 of them when I was a kid. Yeah. But I will play something like that because that's a bit different. It's a bit odd. Yeah. It looks a bit creepy. Yeah. And a bit dark. Yeah. And I'll be quite looking forward to that. 
Yeah, I am. Um, there is also a Viking combat demo being... Oh, I did <laughs> see that earlier, yes. Yeah. yeah. So that'll be quite fun. Yeah, I love those sort of things, because we met two ladies who were doing it at um, Edgelit, actually. Yeah, the first time we went to Edgelit. Edgelit 2014. Yes, because we are going through how to kind of write combat into your fantasy stories in essence and they were showing how people would afford yeah. things like that they're saying that they, when they read the descriptions yeah. in books they get really annoyed because it's just completely made up yeah. no one charges in with their axe above their head because no. they just expose themselves and die Yeah, I, I really like the fact that they were going on about the uh, katanas uh, little thing that I never particularly realised the reason why they fold it for single piece metals because there's not a lot of iron in Japan they're a weak sword they aren't the kind of thing you would clang off each other like they show in films and reading books and stuff very often. Yeah. They were a single slice and that's it because you've blunted your blade at that point. Yeah. They're a one-shot item that you would use. Yeah. They're really knowledgeable and stuff, so it would be quite interesting to see if they're the same with the Viking reenactments, actually, because I know a few people who are quite into that sort of thing. and Yeah, that'd be fun. Yes. <coughs> um, haunting the bar I've got down here is a thing to do. <laughs> haunting. Well, we probably will at some point. We did. We did last year. The, should we talk about the accommodation a little bit? Yeah, I mean that last year. Then this is the thing because the the expo is expanding, yes. exponentially. Yes, like my waistline. Sadly, <laughs> um, as both of us age, we grow more enormous together. Yes. Um, <laughs> I meant me in the expo, but yeah, you look no, sad oh, as yeah, well. It's, yeah, it's happening. Um, so yeah, so last year we managed to get in at. Uh, a hotel very close by we won't mention chain grand because obviously we're probably advertising things and stuff well it's a travel lodge they ain't paying us to do it but okay. you know if you want to chuck us some money yes yeah, so last year we were at the uh, travel lodge like within 10-15 minutes it's walk a of quarter of an hour walk yeah, yeah um, across the wastes um, <laughs> yes but uh, we got a very decent deal on it and uh, the it was people for two nights between two people, it came to a grand total of eighty pounds. Yeah, which is so nice. forty pound a night. It's forty quid each, twenty pound each a yeah. night. Um, Lovely. Yeah, and obviously there's a bar and stuff there, so we would spend the evenings after the expo at the bar playing games. Yeah, and having drinks and stuff, and they were very accommodating towards that. They weren't. Could you please stop playing these weird things like crokinole, flicking things across the bar because you're too pissed? Yes. Or screaming at each other while playing masquerades. Oh, we did. There was a bit of... People got really grumpy playing that, yeah. didn't they? Yeah. We were very drunk at that point, though. But yeah. yes, we, we would spend a bit of time propping the bar for the night. Yeah. Um, it's becoming a trend. Colin definitely did. Um, <laughs> he was up till five o'clock one morning and yeah. then we met for breakfast at quarter past eight. Yeah. And he did not look well. No. <laughs> That's um, why but, he's the size he is. He's pickled himself in the yes. inside. But this year, we've had to venture outwards a bit to a nearby village. <laughs> yeah. Because there is nothing left in Birmingham There's that no- isn't £400 a night. Yeah, the NEC shares a train station with the Birmingham airport, I do believe. Yes. Nothing in the yeah. airport or in the NEC, and there are multiple ho- big hotels yeah. in and around the NEC. Nothing has anywhere free for us. No. Um, especially on the Saturday night. Yeah. So please don't go along thinking that you can just find some le- accommodation nearby. No. Um, it will require a little bit of planning. Yeah. There were lots of offers and deals available, uh, yeah. which were really good, sort of some cheap deals. And the Hilton itself, I mean, 
more pricey than maybe we would have paid. Yeah. But they gave a discount, etc., etc. Yeah. We booked a month in advance last time and got this really good deal really close. So this time I went, oh, six weeks in advance, let's be better, we might get an even better deal, and there was nothing. No. So we're about a 15-minute drive away, which is still yeah. not that far. No, and there's plenty it, of parking stuff nearby. Yeah, it does mean that one of us has to drive in. Yes. Thanks, yeah. Joe. Yeah, definite friend of podcast. Yes. Um, Taxi driver of podcast. <laughs> Chauf- <laughs> chauffeur of podcast. podcast, yes. Um, but yeah. Indentured servant of podcast. <laughs> So yeah, haunting the bar might not actually be a thing this year because we don't know yeah. whether the people there are going to get frightened by our weird geeky ways or if they even have a bar. They do. They have a restaurant. Oh, do they? Okay. It, it's quite an expensive restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. they do jus and juliennes of stuff. Oh dear. No, no. That sounds good. I like food. Yeah, but isn't jus like the endemic of that fancy gastro stuff where you get like a square of something with a drop of sauce on and go jus of things with flavour? You of things with <laughs> Yes. Um it looked it looked alright. But yeah, they've yeah. got a bar. Cool. Um, so, yeah, we might be but it's like it, a yeah. coaching in type yeah. thing. Not quite nearby. That we actually had to book family rooms for because I had the last two <laughs> twin rooms booked and uh, one of us was checking on their phone thinking they had a better deal yeah. and then found a reference to rats and cockroaches. Yeah. Could, co- co- they could be cockroaches. I mean, cockroaches. High on whatever. Yeah. Just you come in and there's a, there's a roach going, I want to, I want to, yeah, 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 I want to roll in some poo. I want to roll in some poo. <laughs> I want to write an album. <laughs> what else do people on coke do? Um, Just chewing on their own lips. Yes. Yeah. <sighs> Sad that I know these things. Um, yeah, cockroaches. Yeah, that in in the uh, in the reviews and went. Oh no, no, we won't go there. So I went, right, and I moved my my mouse cursor across to the book button, and halfway across to the button, it disappeared. Yeah, I got really confused. Aaron died of laughter, and finally managed to get out. Oh, they're sold out now, and it had literally yeah. someone else had booked them out from under us in two minutes. Yeah. as I moved the mouse across, it was uh, it was gutting. Um, but I don't hold that against the expo in any way, shape, or form. To me, no. actually, it was. <laughs> It means there's going to be more people. It means our hobby is booming. And the more our hobby booms, some people go, oh, it's my hobby. Oh, I liked this band before they were big. Oh, I used to play Rainer Kinesia games before anyone could even pronounce his name properly. Um, (laughs) Yeah, but the more people that are into it, yeah, you'll get some tat and you'll get some cash-ins and um, you might get the kind of people that maybe you wouldn't mix with normally sometimes too a bit more casual about it possibly but the more money that goes in the more the hobby grows the more shiny things that people can make the more money there is like dark souls the board game that never been touched on years ago no no one would have cared no now i'm getting a huge great big box full of shiny models tied into my favorite computer game etc etc so yeah this is it's actually a really good sign it's a sign that it's healthy and alive so if you are thinking this get get yourself if you're going to stay, get yourself booked somewhere. Yeah. Uh, fairly sharpish. Yeah. Um, I mean, this will be coming out a week and a half in advance. Um, or maybe, you know, if you're nearish, travelling in, that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, one thing we did consider was staying in the centre of Birmingham, where there's plenty of 
um, space. Yeah. And training in from Birmingham New Street, which takes like a quarter of an hour and costs £2.50 for a return ticket. Yeah, it wasn't... The problem for us was finding parking for that. Yeah. If you're going to train in, then that's absolutely fine. Um, Birmingham is just like the rail hub of the rest of the country that isn't London. Yeah. Um, as far as I can tell. Yeah, it does seem to be. Yeah. It, you can but go it's not pretty much means. anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's good. <coughs> yeah. So just just be be aware. But uh, yeah, think of think of my tears of frustration. It took us four hours to book our accommodation. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody was being helpful. <laughs> I hate being the organised one. Um, yeah. Um, I'm just thinking, I have a wish list of games I want to buy while I'm there. Really? Yeah. <laughs> so I've desperately tried not to because I don't have hardly any money. Because I'm a poor, poor student. Oh, no. Well, what you can do if you wanted to raise some money, Aaron, is you could actually take games that you no longer play along to the bring and buy sale. Good point. Uh, I did this last year. I took Arkham Horror because <laughs> it's horrible. And in Arkham... Ran out of puns. Yeah. Um, I'm finally dry. <laughs> <laughs> I took along all sorts of games, some some books. I even took along some computer gamey bits. Um, I took along some Fallout 3 and Fallout New Vegas limited edition guides that oh, yeah. had sat gathering dust for about five years and I just thought I don't these can go away I'm running out of space yeah uh, chucked a price tag on them they get chucked in a hall um, you've got to sort of book them in in the morning yeah um, and they everything sold and I went along on the uh, I went along and you could check to see how much of your stuff had sold so I went oh I've got an extra £100 and I just cashed out at the end before we left got got a big handful of greasy notes nice it was great yeah so i got an extra hundred pounds to spend on games right at the end and then went around and bought all the mars attacks ruined scenery for oh, our yeah. games of Malifaux. that's where that's where they came from so yeah. i essentially traded in the stuff i didn't want yeah for something that i did Yay. so that could be something you could do yeah that's true i'll have a look and there's people selling all sorts of things from wargaming bits to scenery pieces to boxed games and, and all sorts of stuff yeah and it was really popular yeah uh, one of one of the friends of podcasts spent more time scouring the bring and buy for <laughs> rare world of darkness books than he did doing anything else yeah and he had a great time i'm sure we lost him in there actually when we were supposed to he booked a ticket for us to go see dark room with us yeah and, and he, he got was, lost in there he was he was yeah but he was happy yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think we'll bring that to a close there then. Um, we hope to see you there. Um, or just hope that you go, to be honest, because it's yeah. a good fun, like, nice little event. Yeah, I know we've got some viewers that are American. Yeah. Viewers. Yeah, listeners. they could be viewers, listeners, viewers. whatever you fancy. If you're staring at the screen the entire time you listen to this, you're a viewer. Some friends of podcast. Friends of podcast. <laughs> um, but obviously for our British friends of podcast, yeah. uh, it'd be great if uh, we could see you there. Yeah. We are, if you want to talk to us, maybe arrange a bit of a meet-up, that'd be great. Yeah. You can contact us on Twitter, which is at critical underscore twits. Yep. You can harass us separately. I'm at the Brian Ennis. And I'm at Aaron Ravinsky. So yeah, so um, you can use those to, to contact us, um, have a chat. Uh, we'd love to meet some of you people. Yep. Um, play some games. Yeah. And that'd be fun. Definitely. Excellent. So uh, next week we're going to be talking about Dice Masters. Yes, in preparation for Friend of Podcast Joe's 
tournament at the UK Games Expo. Yes, that's going to be taking place on Friday. I look forward to tweeting everyone about his crushing defeats. Yes. And heroic victories? Uh, yeah, I suppose we could technically call them heroic. Masterous victories? Yes. You, you don't sound convinced. Oh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we'll, we'll probably uh, get some of that going on the, on the day. But uh, yeah, hope if you want to hear a bit more about Dice Masters um, and maybe a bit about sort of competitive gaming in general, uh, yeah. tune in next week as well. Yeah. Or right now, if you're listening in the future, <gasps> you crazy ass time traveller, you. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, thank you for listening. Um, hopefully, we'll catch you at the expo. Excellent. Thank you. I've been Brian Ennis. And I've been Aravinsky. We have been the Critical Twits. Thank you very much for listening. Bye. Bye. We've not explained where Colin is. Colin is dead. Moving on. Oh, yes. (laughs)